Okay. Hello, Mr. Scott. Hello, Mr. Charles. Thank you. Well, it has been quite a while since we have been on this type of platform to serve the Lord and to encourage the people uh, in the world that God is still in control. Um, I do not. I'm just thankful that God has given me the ability to be used like this again, Scott, and uh, no better other person I can think of other than you to join me in this effort. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I don't think there's anybody else. We seem to be too uh, tagged together to continue to do these things we have through the years. It just keeps, it just keeps happening. I'm like you. I didn't think we would ever get to do one of these. Again, we did one. I guess you could call them podcasts before they were podcasts. We did one a long while back. But well, you know, I, my beginnings go all the way back to 6 a.m. on Sunday morning at an a.m. radio station. And <laughs> because of technology, now we're able to do it this way. But I tell you, I remember those mornings getting up way before everyone else did Sunday morning and, and making my way to the radio station in the dark and getting ready <laughs> to pray and stir up the spirit of God to join in with us at a.m. in the morning. And, you know, I don't know how many people were listening, but there was fruit. We, we bore fruit with that. God gave us increase. And so yes, I'm trusting that God's going to do the same thing on this one as well. I'm, I'm, I'm confident he will. Uh, I remember those mornings like you did, too. Uh, my goodness, getting out of bed was like pulling two pieces of Velcro apart back then. But uh, God would always meet us there, Charles. I mean, he said we're two or three would gather in his name. There he is in the midst. And he always met us there at 6 a.m. He's a, he's a God at 6. He's a God at 3. He's a God at 12. He's a God at the midnight hour. Just the same as he is when everything's going good. He's still God when it's bad. Amen. And uh, uh, well, this is the perfect moment, I believe. Uh, God has done a wonderful job, as always, of orchestrating just when he wanted us to get something like this started. Because uh, currently in the world right now, there is nothing but the spirit of fear running rampant and people afraid to even leave their homes. Uh, yes. Because the big coronavirus is loose and has everyone hiding in their homes, so to speak, and fighting over toilet paper and uh, and hoarding things. And, and it, it's amazing what just a little thing like a virus can do to the world. I think it's showing us, Charles. I, I mean, you tell me how you feel, but I think it's showing us exactly the state that we're in, I don't know about you, but a long while back when ministers would tell me about certain things that were coming upon the earth or that would come upon the earth and you would think in your mind, man, I just don't see how that could come together. I still see how that would work. And some of the stuff would even sound audacious. Some of the end time things. And, and now I think we've got a perfect example of just how easy the things that the Bible speaks about could come together. When, when, and I'm not mocking and making fun of this virus by no means. 
I'm not dismissing it by no means. I know this is a real thing that's going on. But I think we can see the fear, the pandemonium, uh, the fear mongering that's going on that that, like you said, the hoarding of toilet paper and and, and all these things, how quickly everything can set the stage, how, how quickly everything can come into place. Would you agree? Yeah. You know, things happen so quickly today that the whole world can change overnight. Uh, you can go to bed one night with the world spinning in its on its axis and everyone reacting and living a certain way. And then the next day something happens that changes everything. And, you know, I, I, like you said, I'm not belittling the coronavirus by no means. It is something to be concerned about what I wanted to address and what I believe God is doing or God is concerned is the response that, not only the world is given, but even the people that are called by his name, the body of Christ, their response has got the attention of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that he has a lot to say, just like the media, the news channels, every avenue out there right now, uh, whether it be Internet, or radio or television, God has also got something to say. I agree with you 100%. And, and I hope that whoever listens to this podcast doesn't, I mean, let's, let's lay this, this claimer out one more time. Again, we're not talking about dismissing the coronavirus. We're not talking about belittling it or making fun of it in any way. I'm, I'm certainly not, but I, I, I get the fact that we've got to be, mature about this and, and how we handle this and how we go to certain places and, and how this virus is spread. I get, I get, we've got to be careful. We've got to wash your hands, uh, things we should have been doing before the coronavirus come on. You should have been washing your hands anyway, but yep, I, I, get all that. I get all that, but I, I'm like you, I'm concerned about the response of the people who hold the power of God and who are ambassadors for God, how, how this response is being handled. Now, I know a lot of people are going to probably get mad at us that listen to this and say, you're being irresponsible about what you say. I don't know. How, how do you feel? I'm going to give you the platform here for just a second. How do you feel about the, re- let's not talk about the response of the world because they're going to they're gonna run in fear. They're going to run in pandemonium. They're going to worry because they've got nothing to look to for confidence. Exactly. Yeah, we're not. That, I mean, I, I do want to, I do want to uh, be mindful of the people in the world because our number one commission is to go into the world and preach the gospel and save the lost and make hmm. disciples. Uh, and that's definitely going to be a great tool at this time. I, if, if anybody out there that is listening to the sound of my voice has the gift of evangelism. I hope you are taking this moment at full advantage (laughs) because this is a prime time to spread the good news because the people in the world, and I'm not only talking about the world because we know the world is going to do exactly what the instinct of sin and of the enemy and the God of this world has taught them and and train them to do and that's to respond in fear 
and to look to one another for something to give them confidence and peace and security. What blows my mind is that is also the avenue that I see a lot of people who claim to be believers are also reaching out to is the news, the media, the Internet, family members, friends. I do not see a lot of response. I don't get a lot of feedback, even from my my family members. Uh, I was telling you earlier when we before we started recording, I was telling you about uh, the church that I attend, how they put on a video through their Facebook uh, page that they were going to shut the sanctuary down and not hold service for the next two weeks. And uh, it took them 40 minutes to explain why this was a good idea. Uh, Again, I know that we're probably going to um, raise the neck hair of a few people that are listening, but I don't think that this is the response that I believe our Lord and Savior wants the body of Christ to have that so, I mean, it's exactly the way the world is responding. And if one thing we know, God does not do things the way the world does. Um, you know, I told you there was a, a a verse, a couple of verses, Scott, that I want to bring to attention. First one, of course, which is so prevalent today, is Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, where it says, For God did not give us his people the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And if there is any day now that we need a sound mind in this in this pandemonium, um, they call it a pandemic, but I call it a coronavirus pandemonium. Um, <laughs> That's right. We need that spirit of power. We need that spirit of love. We need that spirit of sound mind. When you have, I went, I went to the store today, Scott, to get me a few supplies. Now, um, I'm not hoarding at all. Um, I believe in God, but. I went to the store and they were stocking toilet paper and the toilet paper was being pulled off the shelf as quick as the store representatives were placing it on the shelf. And <laughs> one woman had a cart full of toilet paper and was reaching for the last package of toilet paper on the shelf. And another woman was only needing one pack of toilet paper, didn't have any. And they begin to squabble and fight over the last pack of toilet paper. And you have one woman who has a, a cart full of toilet paper wanting the last one. You have another woman who doesn't have any and wanting just one. And they were fighting over that one. And I thought to myself, are these believers, are hmm. these people that claim that golden rule, love your neighbor as yourself, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Are these people, Christians, who would say that you should be loving your neighbor and be a good Samaritan fighting over a pack of toilet paper? I mean, it was it was amazing to me. I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to think um, except for what I'm telling you right now. Um, God does not respond the same way that the world responds. No, uh, no, it doesn't. I know I'm taking a lot of time here, but I got another scripture that I want to read. Uh, read it. Corinthians, 
Second Corinthians chapter 10. Listen, listen to what Paul is saying to the believers. He said, <clears throat> I beg you that we, when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be toward some people who think we live by the standards of this world. See right there, he says, I don't want you to think that we react the same way the world does. We do not do what the world does. We do not plan the way the world plans. We do not live the way the world lives. We should not react the way the world reacts. He said, because though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Right. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world, not carnal. On the contrary, they have divine power. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. We <laughs> demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. See, he's praying and rebuking at the same time. Mm -hmm. We will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. You're looking only on the surface of things. See, it, it's the same bag of tricks that the devil has always had. And there's nothing new. This was 2,000 years ago. And Paul could have been saying it today to the church, and it would be just as prevalent, just as applicable. This is we... He says, you are only looking at the surface of things. If anyone is confident that he belongs to Christ, he should consider again that we belong to Christ just as much as he, for even I boast somewhat freely about the authority God gave us for building you up rather than pulling you down. I will mm. not be ashamed of it. I do not want to seem like I am trying to frighten you with my letters. For some say his letters are weighty and forceful, but in person he is unimpressive. But in person he is unimpressive, and he is speaking a, amounts to nothing. Such people should realize that we are in our letters when we are absent, and we are in our actions when we are present. Scott, our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are not of this world. What? Paul was saying is you do not fight the way the world fights. You do not react to the coronavirus the way the world reacts to the coronavirus. You do not use the same methods of attack. Now I'm not saying don't wash your hands. I'm not saying don't be doing what you said earlier. We should have been doing all along, but I'm saying don't shut the doors to the sanctuary of God where people need to be right now. Don't respond by closing the very place that needs to stay open when every other place closes. Oh, it's got to better stop me and take a little bit of time. No, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, this, this is the conversation that we wanted to have that we talked about. We wanted to have in this <laughs> it's conversation between us. And that's, yeah. this is what we do for folks that don't know, even when we get on the phone and we're talking, and not podcasting. This is what we do. So this is just us being natural. I, 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 I'm in total agreement with what you're saying because I, I, I'm careful with, with each statement, just as you are. Whoever's going to listen to this podcast doesn't consider us to be frivolous <coughs> about this and, and that we're just casting away, you know, the importance of this virus and what you're supposed to do. I'm not. Charles, and I know you're not either, Charles. I know 
We're not saying that. The problem here, I want you to think about this for a minute. What would have happened to the woman at the well if Jesus would have capped the sucker before she'd got a chance to get a drink? Mm, Now, she was a woman. She was a woman, Charles, correct me if I'm wrong, that was living with a man who was not her husband. She'd done run through quite a few people trying to find love, trying to find peace. Didn't work out. You know, everybody knows the old story about woman give me a drink and yeah, pfft, yeah. the whole story and him saying, you know, I've got living water that if you drink of this, you will not thirst again. Now, I guess the issue that bothers me the most is I get people, think about this, Charles, I get people that are running in fear and pandemonium. If you had never heard the voice of God in your life, if you had never felt his presence, if you in your entire life had never known the reality that is God, that you know that he's real, that, that you've spoken to each other, that you know he's out there, you know his power. If you've never tasted of his goodness, then you're, you're going to run in fear. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know who's got the answer. Are we going to get a vaccine anytime? Is, is this going to stop? Is this going to continue? And, and you have no way to fight that. I get that, and and that's part of the reason me and you are doing this podcast for those who listen to give them some hope, to give them some help that there there is one that's bigger than the coronavirus. Um, but the issue that I have is like you said with with the church, who is supposed to be carrying the key of David. Now that's the name oh. of this podcast. Amen. They're supposed to be carrying the key of David. Now he said, like you said, and you helped me with this scripture reference. Behold, I am the Lord. I change not. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means the same Jesus that walked around and wiped away leprosy with one wave of his hand that could spit on the ground and make wet mud and put it in an old blind man's eyes and make him see again. Do you honestly think that he is going to turn and run in fear over a small coronavirus? He is still the same. He is still the same. And that's what we as the church world should be doing. But I think this has got a twofold purpose, Charles. And you tell me, if you agree or not, that this coronavirus has shown us exactly where we are in standing with God. Exactly. If if you cower in fear, if you cower in fear and shut the doors at a time when you said earlier, I like that. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even as you see that day approaching. And you cower in fear and you cap the well. You still are going to answer for what you're doing, cutting off hope and help for people that need it the most. You, I don't know. You tell me how you feel about this. But that, that's kind of where I'm standing with it. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate what you did. You just turned this podcast a serious turn. Um, I know that we were being jovial when we first started. We were laughing. I hope no one thinks that we take this lightly. Your fear is legitimate. It's real. I completely agree that it is real. I'm not saying that you don't have fear or you shouldn't have fear. I'm talking, what do you do with it once it hits? And Mm -hmm. it's fear or faith. How do you respond? Do you run and hide or you do run into the everlasting arms of Jesus? Mm. You know, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and those yes. that run into it are safe. And mm. I have friends. I have a friend that was talking to me just the other day and he said, 
when you go to the store, the shelves are empty. He said, what's going to happen to these people that run out of food? What are we going to do if we can't get anything to eat? And I said, God hasn't lost the recipe for manna. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he good. took it. I do not think he took it the way that I wanted him to. <laughs> uh, but what, but like you said, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he was able to feed all those Israelites in the wilderness every day, um, I am not worried about resources. And if, if this is the end, if, if this is the time where, you know, everything does wrap up and, and the Lord sets the stage for the enemy to have his way for a bit and then him come back, then, you know, be ready whenever. The most important thing is eternity. And exactly. whether it's the coronavirus that gets you, something is going to take you out of this world. And you can respond in faith or you can respond in fear. And uh, if you're responding in fear, if you have been responding in fear up to now, then change your MO. It's time, <laughs> to, it's time to come back to the realization that God is still on the throne and there is nothing happening that he has not allowed to happen and is out of the scope of his plan for not only his body, not only his whole plan for the universe and life and everything in it, but it's also not outside of the scope of the plan that he has for your personal life. And if he has a given you gifts Listener, if he's given you things to do, if he's given burden to your heart for the lost in some way, then he's not going to let something like a little coronavirus knock you out of completing the will that he has for your life. You can respond to him and run into that, that strong tower and be safe, or you can use the methods of the world and just go completely deeper and deeper into this spirit of fear and this slew of despond and worry that the enemy is doing his best. And unfortunately I have to say he's doing a really good job of it so far. He has, he has, I, I've never seen pandemonium and, and fear and panic on a level like this in, in my entire life. And I've lived quite a few years and, and I've <laughs> never seen it at, at, at this level. I, I, I'm just in, in amazement. Uh, let me let me share this with you, Charles. Listen to a fellow talk the other day, and you know we don't understand. I like what you said a minute ago. It's hard for us to understand how God maneuvers things, how He plans things. He's got a chessboard and He's maneuvering pieces. Now, because we don't have God's perspective, and how could we? We're just humans. Because we don't have that perspective, we can't see what He can. So a lot of things don't make sense sometimes to the human brain. And I think that's a lot of what's going on here. I was listening to a fellow talk the other day, and he's a gospel singer. Been singing for the Lord for many years. And out of nowhere, out of the blue, he got struck. This is a young man, too. I'm not talking an old, older guy. He struck with a heart attack. Pretty, pretty bad situation. And I'm going to make a long story short. But it took him off the road, took him off out of his ministry at the time that it seemed to be prospering and you know his whole world was built 
Charles around around that ministry. The money that he took in paid for his house, paid paid for food, paid for groceries. Everything depended on him seeing it. Well, he has the heart attack. He puts him in the hospital. Looks like things aren't going to be good. Looks like he's not going to make it. Maybe he's laying there in the hospital. But this 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 fella, he still keeps his faith. Somewhere. He's got a hold of God to his life, and he's he's got a hold of him in his prayer life, or he's got this supernatural peace. That's what I'll call it. It's it's a peace that passes your understanding that a human can't generate, that n- nothing can can copy. It's a peace that comes from God. He had that peace. He laid in a hospital bed, and he was he was fine. He was confident. He wasn't shaky. He wasn't nervous. He wasn't panicky. He wasn't fearful about it. The nurses couldn't understand why he wasn't panicking because this is life or death. This is a pretty bad heart attack. That's fine. If 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 God takes me, fine. If if it's time to go, I'm I'm good. He's smiling. He's he's talking to the nurses. Come to find out that that sweet peace that he had caused the doctors and the nurses. <laughs> to then again examine their life and say maybe oh. there's something about this Jesus. <laughs> now this Amen. this nurse that takes care of him, Charles, ends up going to church and giving her life to God, and so does the doctor. And after a long little spell, he he got over his heart attack. He got well. He got better. He got back on the road. He got to singing again. And I was listening to him talking. He said, "You know what?" He said, "If I hadn't." been submissive to the will of God and just been quiet and peaceful and trusting in him that whatever's going on, maybe I don't understand it, but, but he's got it. He's I'm okay. I'd have never been in the position to be able to talk to those nurses and doctors and bring them into Christ. And, and we don't, we don't know why Maybe you don't have an understanding of why things happen like they do, but what Charles is trying to say and what I'm trying to say is he's got it. He's got it in his hand. Rest, Amen. Rest yep. in Jesus. If you know Him and He knows you, and you know, you, you, there's the rest. And and I guess that's why I get aggravated at, at the, the churches, <laughs> like you're saying. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be beat up on them. I know we're trying to be pragmatic. I know we're trying to keep the virus from spreading. I know we feel like we're trying to do the right thing. But it's it's easy, like you said, faith or fear. It's easy to look to the eyes of fear and do the thing that's pragmatic or believe God in a situation. Well, the <laughs> no. reason why well, ahead, the reason why I feel so confident, Scott, is because, you know, just as that scripture said that I read right then, um, it says we do not respond to crisis, to problems, to dilemmas the way the world does. And unfortunately, I see a lot of believers reacting that way today. Um, like you said, if you're in the arms of Jesus, if you're walking in the spirit, you have nothing to fear. If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, if there are listeners out there listening to me that don't have that, you should be afraid. Uh, you should be very yeah. afraid. Yeah. Because like I said, if it's not the virus, something's going to take you out of this world. And hmm. the only thing that really matters in life is eternity. You are here for a very short time. And even if you live to be a hundred, eternity is all that matters. Mm. And I would love to see this type of reaction from the body of believers where somebody throws their doors wide open and, <laughs> and 
maybe even tears them off the hinges and says, you know what, if you're poor, we can clothe, you know, we, we can feed you. We can clothe you. If you're sick, we'll wipe your fevered brow. If you are lonely and scared, we will be there for you. We will weep with you. We will laugh with you. We will pray with you. We will celebrate with you. Um, that's the kind of reaction that I think I would love to see. A church yes. that's not afraid of the virus. That, you know, I know that when a problem strikes, it's only human nature for us to withdraw and to close up and to, to get our world smaller and to protect what's ours. And that's the way the world's reacting. That's the knee jerk reaction of the world. That's the knee jerk reaction, unfortunately, of believers human nature and if you are not walking in the spirit and in the power of god and of the holy spirit that power of that spirit of power love and a sound mind that's going to be your reaction and it's not going to go away when crisis comes you're going to react your first response in your flesh is to go and run and hide protect what's yours stay away from everyone just exactly what's been going on but if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Hmm. He will quicken or empower your mortal body. Scott, there's a story in the history books that was happening uh, when the pandemic of malaria was tearing South America and Central America to pieces. And, uh, Malaria was spreading through the, you know, through mosquitoes and, and it was just killing people and there seemed to be no stopping it. And Dr. Livingston, um, he went to help those people and he was working in his laboratory to find a cure. He was praying for these people. He was wiping their fevered brows. He was feeding them. He was right down in the middle of all that mess. And some reporter came and said, aren't you afraid that you're going to catch this virus. How can you walk through here among all these infected people and not be afraid? And he said, let me show you something. And he took that reporter aside and he took a droplet of the malaria disease and he dropped it upon his hand and he put his hand under a microscope. <laughs> and he said, let me show you how that I'm being protected by my Lord and Savior. And they watched that disease of malaria dry up and die on his very skin as he was speaking. <laughs> Scott, was confident. That's a man who was, he, he was responding by faith and not fear. That's exactly. a man walking in the spirit. That's a man who knew that he was reacting the way that Jesus would react. Exactly. You think that Jesus, you know, Jesus didn't run from lepers. He didn't run from the diseased. And we are Christians. We shouldn't run from this. Now, I'm not, I'm not bashing anybody. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not telling you that the first thing that I thought of when I heard about all this bad news was running and hiding. I did. I was tempted to close the doors of my home, put up a do not disturb sign and hoard. And, and wait until the mess was over. But then I began to read the good book instead of listening to the news and the internet. And I began to see that we are not to respond the way the world responds. We are to respond the way that Jesus would respond. Is that not amazing to you? You, you bring this topic up right here. And, and, you know, I said earlier that I've never seen panic and pandemonium on, on such a level in all my many years. 
but you've brought up something <laughs> that I reminded me of is, is the social media that, that, that plays in. And I know people out there, whether they go to church or not, they can sense this, that the social media and the news steal for lack of greed because, I mean, this is what this is. They want you to view their show. They want you to view their channel because they get paid for this. Amazing how greed is still involved in here. So they oh, they, yeah. they still pump this fear-mongering out. This is how many – the daily death toll update every hour on CNN. I'm like, good grief. And we're sitting here listening to this and feeding it into our souls. It's, it's no wonder that we're, that we're worried, that we're, we're scared to death, that we don't know what to do. But then, but then, like you said, you stop for a minute, you go pick up the book, you dust the pages off of it because you ain't read it in a while, and you pull up that little story about Paul, who's on his journey, trying to do the will of God, and the snake tries to bite him. Now, he didn't go out looking for snakes, Charles. Like you said, he ain't going out looking for snakes. But on his journey, there's, let's just say a little bit of coronavirus was hiding in a rock, and it tries (laughs) to bite him. And he just Amen. shakes the snake off. And while the people are standing around him waiting for him to die from the venom, he don't do nothing but shake it off in the fire and go on. That's what we're Amen. talking about here. That's it. That's it. Exactly. And uh, there's so many ways you can show that. Now, I've seen a lot of people, you know, sisters and brothers in Christ, uh, television evangelists, people that I listen to on podcasts and on television, they're getting on there and they're using their avenues of, 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 you know, public access to encourage people. And, and, and I'm so glad they are. Uh, but I, if people want to respond, you know, anyone that's listening to this podcast, if, if you want to know how to respond in faith and not in fear, shut the TV off, <laughs> shut off the internet. Sit down in a circle. If you're not going to go anywhere, there's plenty of time to do this. If you're going to make your kids stay home, if you're going to be quarantined and you're not going to leave the house, take the Bible, sit the family down in a circle, read how God overcame and that the people of God overcame. (laughs) Revelation chapter 12, for they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And, it, that's the way that they should respond. That's the response that God is looking for. And, so I, um, I guess we could do it like this. You, you tell me if you agree, but what we're trying to say is sure. Wash your hands. Sure. Sure. You know, don't start treading into a Petri dish full of coronavirus when you see it. Just, just attempt, you know, that's not what we're trying to say. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be responsible out in public while this, this, this coronavirus is going through, but for, for the house of God, for the people of God, for the house of God, where the, where the answer is where God is still the same, where he's, he's bigger than any coronavirus that can ever come again. And, and, and you want true peace. I, I think, Charles, I think everybody wants peace. I think everybody wants to stop being depressed. And I tell you, as, as a person, and, you know, I'll just put this out here. As a person who has suffered and battled, with depression, you know, I, I know what that's like. And and there's not a person out there that wants to feel depressed or worried or under panic or under fear. But there's there's only one place that you can get this lasting, true. And, it, and it's not in a pill. It's, it's, it's not in a vaccine, even if they make one. 
you know what, Charles? Mm. Even if they make a coronavirus vaccine, there'll be something else. There'll be something else come through. Always. Always. But wouldn't you be able to love to stand there in front of the storms that's going to come and not shake and not worry and and not have uh, nightmares and have true lasting peace that whatever comes, I'm okay. And and that can only right. come from the church, from from the folks who carry this word. I guess that's where I got my peace. <laughs> For the oh, wise no. man built his house upon the rock. Yeah. And when the rains came, and when the winds blew, when the storms howled, he was firm because his house was built on a rock. <laughs> that's right. And that's like, stand on the solid rock, the rock of ages, Jesus Christ. Look the devil in the eye and say, do your worst, no matter what kind of disease, no matter what kind of devil, no what kind of problem comes out of the bowels of hell. My Lord has already made a way for me to survive. And just like the three Hebrew Hebrew boys, even if we don't survive, we're not going to bow because we're going to end up in heaven. It's a win-win situation. Oh, boy, now you took it to a whole new level. (laughs) Now, I'm going to spin the dial again on this podcast because this was definitely not the, the... when we initiated this podcast, we said to ourselves we were going to do something different for the first episode, but because of the overwhelming fear instead of faith response that most of the world is given, even the believers uh, regarding this coronavirus, we figured this was the best way to address this. Now I'm going to take a little bit of time now, Scott, if you don't mind. Sure. Kind of introduce and say what we're doing. My name's Charles. This is Scott. We are brothers in arms. We have been serving the Lord for a long time in different avenues, different venues. Uh, if I opened up my portfolio and Scott did the same, we'd have miles and miles of what we've done for the Lord from filling up the, the toilet paper rolls in the church to <laughs> I've been on television, radio. You know, I could go on and on, but it's not about me. It's about him. Yeah. And um, But this podcast, it is called The Key of David. And uh, if you are listening and you you will be brave enough to hang on for future episodes, you're going to find out what (laughs) the key of David is all about. Uh, You're going to learn more about us and you're definitely going to learn more about the Lord because he's going to be our main subject, no matter what we talk about. Um, I encourage you be, be brave enough to listen to our podcast, be brave enough to come back next time that we have an episode listen in again you will not be disappointed it might make you mad it might make you uh uncertain it might make you afraid at times but i tell you right now it's going to build yourself up it's not going to we're not responding the way the world does we're responding the way god does um, let Scott say a little bit about what we want to do for this podcast. What we, what our goal is for this, and what we believe God's goal is for this. Well, it's just like you said, Charles. I can only reiterate it. Uh, we, we, we felt it in our hearts that this was the particular time we, we'd done something like this before in the past. We kind of alluded to, and it was it was very early stages of podcasting, I guess you could say. 
And uh, we we just, you know, we we ran its course with that. We did what we felt like the Lord wanted to do with it, and we moved on. Never thought we'd get to come back here again and, and do this, but kind of glad. I'm, I'm really glad we're getting to do something like this, and it's, it's a very I special time. I think it's a very important time that we've always felt like we were the break the glass kind of ministry. And <laughs> let me explain what that means is you always, in a building, you'll see the fire hose or the, the fire hatchet behind glass, and it says, break in case of emergency. And I think what God has done here is reactivated this, Charles. He's broke the glass because we do have an emergency going on, a crisis of faith, a crisis of fear. Yep. And, and what this podcast like is designed to do is not to judge, not to condemn, not to cast you out, no matter who you are, no matter where you go, no matter what you call yourself, or whether you go to church, whether you don't, whether you know God, whether you don't, we're not here to condemn or judge. We're here to encourage. We're here to tell you where the hope is, where the help is, where the lasting peace is. And and we're going to explain the key of David. I, Charles alluded to that. and Maybe you've never heard that phrase before, but there's something about that key you're going to need to know. <laughs> and that's what we're here to do. And if anything, if you take anything away from this podcast, everybody that's listening we want you to know that we're here for you we're, we're praying for you no matter what you've done where you've been no matter how couched in fear you are we're here for you we want to encourage you we want you to lead you to a place where there is real peace there is no depression there is no fear there is no worry there is no doubt that place is real and, and that place is in Jesus. This is not a religion we're pushing. I think I, Charles will agree with me. This is not a religion we're pushing. This is not, all oh, these are no more crazy Bible thumpers. No, we're, we're people that have actually saw the power of God. If I can say that, we're people that have actually seen him at work. We've seen him do the things that the book says with our very own eyes. And we're witnesses that what, what it says is true. And you can have it. And I think that's what we're kind of trying to do here. If that's a good spring springboard, if you want to use that, Charles. And that's great. I love it. And I appreciate that, Scott. I got one more thing that I want to do before we bring this to a close is the message of the day. And, and Scott, I don't believe you knew it, but thank you so much for naming the title of this broadcast of this podcast. You said a crisis of faith. That's exactly what it is. There is a crisis. Huh. There is a crisis in the world right now, but bigger than the coronavirus, it's the crisis of fear versus faith. Hmm. And that's exactly what I'm going to call this podcast. But the last thing I want to do is give you the word that the Holy Spirit wants you to place in your heart and meditate on. Lay your head down on your pillow at night with this in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the enemy's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. If I may paraphrase, our struggle is not against the coronavirus. <laughs> But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the spirit, the power in the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand in the day of evil. 
that you may be able to stand your ground and having done all that you can do to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted for the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. I couldn't have said it better than Paul said it. Amen. Amen. Lord, help us all. I have had a wonderful time, Scott, on this first podcast. I do believe that God has said what he's wanted to say. I'm sure he could say it a whole lot more eloquently than we did. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, this is exactly what I believe God wanted to say to the people who are brave enough to listen. I agree with you, sir. I agree. All right. Final thoughts. Scott, why don't you say a final prayer for us and for the ones who are listening in? Until next time. Father, we come to you humbly during this podcast, and we pray for everyone that's listening, including us, that God, you wrap a hedge of protection around these people that might be infected or that might be worried. God, you're able to heal. You're able to deliver. You're able to send peace to every one of these families, the children, the people that are out of work right now because of this virus. God, give them strength and encouragement that they're going to be okay. They're going to be fed. Everything's going to be fine. Bring peace into their homes and into their lives. We know people are suffering right now, out of work because of this, worried, pulling their hair out in fear. And God, we want you to send that spirit of hope and peace to every single person, wherever they may be with you. God, you love everyone. You love everyone, no matter what they've done, no matter how dirty they may be, no matter where they may be. We want you to send that strength and protection to each one. Give them encouragement. Father, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you that your presence has been here, that, that you're reaching out to people in these last days and these last times, that you've not given up. What a glorious thing to know that you've not given up just yet on the people of this planet. And we thank you tonight for the words that were spoken. And God, we praise you most of all. In Jesus' name we, we ask. Amen.